You're listening to the premiere episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Juliet Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News content and then break it down so you don't have to. This project is made possible due to the Tao Knight Center for News Integrity Initiative at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. I'm a recent graduate of the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY, CUNY being short for City University of New York. I think it's the probably the longest title of any graduate program in the country. <laughs> Try writing that out on applications. So anyway, this podcast is one day late. Future episodes should be dropping on Monday evenings, but this is my first week and I'm holding on for dear life. It's been kind of rough. Um, just as I put it on Twitter, I'm trying to build a bridge while walking over it. This has never been done before. I'm a one-woman show, and it's it's much trickier than you would think. So I just watched 15 hours of Fox News from last week, so you can understand what might have happened to my brain. All right, so we're going to get into it, and this is for week ending uh, February 20th, which would be the last Sunday, uh, this past Sunday, and it's the title of today's show is Fox News, the latest fake Clinton scandal, Canadian truckers, and Russian propaganda. This is a condensed breakdown of 15 hours, and last week, since it was the first week, I did a sampler of sorts. I did Hannity, Tucker Carlson Tonight, The Ingram Angle, um, Gutfield, and Primetime with Jesse Waters, in addition to one hour each day of Fox and Friends and The Five daily. Um, so the whole week kicked off with a 12-minute rant on Fox and Friends about the Super Bowl, but it wasn't about the Super Bowl. They kind of mentioned the Super Bowl for 10 seconds and then went into a tirade about mask mandates being, you know, pure evil, the fact that all these celebrities were at the Super Bowl and they weren't wearing a mask. You know, they, they kind of leave out that everyone had to prove in order to get in the Super Bowl that they weren't sick with COVID-19. You didn't have to show vaccination status, but you had to show that you weren't sick with the disease. Take away the fact that it's a huge arena with lots of air circulating around people. It's not like they're in a tiny little cafe. This is just an enormous, enormous arena. Um, so they, you know, just completely freak out and demonize. And they show specific celebrities and they just like lose their mind over this. Uh, they read a tweet by Clay Travis, um, showed it on the screen, where he says, How does any parent in the country send their kids to school in a mask tomorrow? It's child abuse. And that was one of two references in the 15 hours I watched where they equated children wearing masks to child abuse. Main huge topic of just outrage and, you know, uh, freedom was the Canadian trucker blockade. And that was a blockade that happened... In Ottawa, where some truckers who didn't, who were against the vaccine mandates, decided to kind of block off the city, block off uh, the borders to the country, and cause all kinds of problems. And this, you know, of course, they Fox acted like these people were the greatest freedom fighters ever, and you know, so noble and heroic. They left out that like 90% of Canadian truckers are already vaccinated and that this blockade was causing all kinds of havoc to small businesses and industries in Canada and in the United States, which is already, you know, both countries are facing um, supply chain problems and inflation. And it was just, you know, they leave all that out and they just, oh, these, these wonderful heroic people. 
So in addition to the truckers, the other big story that they really pushed was this fake scandal about Hillary Clinton. And I feel perfectly confident in calling this scandal fake. I'm going to read the quote that made me go, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. And the quote was, Ansley Earhart said it on Fox and Friends the first day of this project. She says, the Clinton campaign paid lawyers to infiltrate Trump Tower servers and then later the servers at the White House. And I immediately went, okay, that that doesn't sound right because you don't hire a lawyer to hack into a server. You would hire a hacker to hack into a server. They talk about this scandal was already incredibly suspect because they were leaving out like a lot of details and it was just, we have the smoking gun that proves that Hillary Clinton spied on Trump's campaign and that Trump had nothing to do with Russia. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're going super fast. And, uh, you know, I spent time after this program trying to look up what, what had happened. So on the newsletter, because this is kind of complicated, I include three sources um, that are very good, very thorough and comprehensive that break this thing down. And the Durham report is basically Trump's answer to the Mueller report. Um, basically, the Mueller report came out and Trump was incensed that anyone investigated him. So he's anointed his whole, his, appointed his own special counsel, a lawyer named John Durham. And the point of this uh, special counsel was to dig up dirt about conspiracies against Trump. Because this was started during the Trump administration, Biden could get rid of it, but politically that would be a bit of a disaster because it would look like he was covering something up that would ultimately clear uh, Trump's name. So far, the Durham report hasn't really gotten much of anything. So like New York Times, NPR, CNN, all did great articles about this. Um, and NPR, you can actually listen to it. It's very easy. Um, but they can explain it a little bit better than me because it's a little complicated. But basically, there's there was no evidence of her spying on anybody. There's no evidence of hacking. Um, the information they found was from 2016, which is actually from the Obama administration. And that it was really about kind of cybersecurity. It wasn't about hacking. It was to try to check for malware. And there are there is there is some evidence of some Russian involvement. It's just it's a really crazy story. And again, I tell any listener to look it up and and read for yourself because it's going to be. I mean, this is like the perfect fake scandal to get Clinton on because if I can't explain it easily in a sentence. Other people can't explain it easily in a sentence. It's very easy to make it murky and complicated. Now, since this hit the press and pretty much all of right-wing media reported on it and freaked out about it, the actual lawyer, who's a special counsel, has distanced himself from this because he's like, that's not what I said. And he doesn't want anything to do with it. And they kind of did quiet down a little bit. But for five days, this was like the story and, and you know, basically claiming it was worse than Watergate and Clinton and no one else was covering this and all this outrage freaking out like all this outrage like another fake story that they're really pushing is Hillary Clinton poor Hillary I mean they just love to bash Hillary she's like their favorite nemesis it's like they cannot get enough of Hillary Clinton um <laughs> just like they talk about um Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez constantly like if she sneezes uh Fox News has 10 minutes on her uh, she had made a statement about, which not her best statement, 
but not her worst either, where she said something about people were stealing baby formula because the child tax credit had uh, run out. And they played that on pretty much every show, and it was just mocking AOC for being this idiot, and, you know, it just went on and on and on and on. It's like, they act like she is the Democratic Party, that there's, like, one congresswoman, and she's all-powerful, and at one point, um, Tucker Carlson even had a clip where he implied that AOC was the reason why the truckers were facing all of this backlash in Canada. Like, are you kidding me? But here's the most interesting part. So Sandy Cortez talks about how she's threatened and she's got to pay for protection. Well, taxpayers fund her ample bodyguards, of course, even if she defunds the cops for everybody else. But the truth is some people do need to fundraise for protection in the society that she created where political differences can invite violence. Those people who do need to fundraise for protection would include, say, the Canadian truckers. Anyway, so the other fake story about Hillary Clinton is Hillary Clinton spoke at uh, the New York State Democrats, uh, which is expected. She lives in New York State. She used to be our senator. I'm in Brooklyn. So she had a speech and Fox completely freaked out. And we're like, look, this is proof she's running for president again. When, in fact, it's not proof of anything. <laughs> it was a typical Hillary Clinton speech. Um, they're every single show. And they would say stuff like, I can tell from her body language. Her body language and the way she's speaking. Look at her eyes. She's running for president again. It's like, what are you talking about? She's not set up a campaign. It would be kind of unprecedented for someone to run against a sitting president. Uh, especially now when he's, you know, down in the polls and the midterms are coming up. It makes no sense for her to run. But that's what they said. And they were just, you know, delighting in it. Um, the next section sort of is, uh, there was a story, I'm going to play the clip, about where Nancy Pelosi said, the defund the police is not part of the Democratic Party platform. And then they show this clip. I'll just roll the clip and you can hear it. I just need to point out, too, that this clip is from Fox and Friends. So when asked about the defund the police movement, the Speaker of the House realized that was a good term two years ago. Not so good today. Listen to this. Cori Bush, Congresswoman from Missouri, is saying it's time to defund the police. She's sticking by that. You're the speaker. How do you think Democrats should address rising crime? Well, with all the respect in the world for Cori Bush, that is not the position of the Democratic Party. But when you look back Too over bad. the last couple of years, there are a lot of Democrats who are pushing to defund the police. Would you like some proof? Exhibit A. Not only do we need to defund, but we need to about um, the reduction of our NYPD budget. Yes, I support the defund movement because I am for defunding the police. Defund the police does not mean abolish the police. So what Fox did there is they showed clips of six members of the squad, which is the most progressive and like faction of the Democratic Party. Uh, Cori Bush is probably the most outspoken recently about her support of defund the police. And I feel like I should give some context on this because Cori Bush happens to be from the same part of the country I'm from. My hometown is St. Louis, and St. Louis is plagued with all kinds of criminal justice problems and crime, and it is the home of Michael Brown and the Ferguson case, uh, which really energized the Black Lives Matter movement throughout the country. So I could see why someone like Cori Bush uh, would attach herself to the defund the police movement, uh, because 
St. Louis is plagued with systemic racism and corrupt policing. And so I get it. But what they did is they showed the most progressive members of the party. And they try to pretend that they speak for the entire Democratic Party when they do not in any way, shape, or form. They speak for themselves. There are 435 congresspeople in the House of Representatives, 222 Democrats, and six members, they don't even have a senator, do not make the party. They're simply the squad. They're simply the most progressive part of the Democratic Party. And I also want to add again that if you go to the Democratic Party platform and search for the phrase defund the police, you will not find it anywhere. It is not part of the official Democratic Party platform. And so Nancy Pelosi really wasn't lying. Um, She can't control, nor should she try, really, uh, that's just not how a political party works, to try to control six members who are like the furthest left. I mean, they're allowed to be further left than the rest of the party if they want to be, just like there's some, you know, Republicans that are further to the right. So the next one, uh, the next clip that I want to play for you is the clip of the week, which, wow, this blew up on Twitter when I posted it. Uh, Basically, it was the five talking about Ukraine and being incredibly dismissive of the seriousness of that conflict, especially the, the member on the five that was really, really just incredibly caustic about it was um, Kennedy, who used to be a VJ on MTV. And she somehow landed on Fox News. I think she's like a libertarian. She's incredibly opinionated. But she has like a degree in philosophy and her entire career, as far as I can tell, has just been being a pundit. Like, I don't think she has any like foreign uh, policy experience. She's never worked in government. But anyway, so she's saying all these crazy statements. And the one that really, um, really set the tone was she was basically trying to equate the, the Dunham report, which I just explained, as... She basically, I don't even know how to explain this because it's so crazy. Basically what she and other people on the network, but she especially, were trying to say that this, uh, you know, possible invasion, this is before they invaded, of Russia invading Ukraine was some type of smokescreen to cover up for the Dunham report, which was basically saying that Hillary Clinton spied on Trump. Like, so insane because... Russia has threatened its neighbors pretty much since the end of the Soviet Union. Uh, It was Georgia, Belarus, um, now Ukraine, and they invaded, they took over Crimea in 2014. So that would be quite the long game for Russia to put this much effort to try to, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense, but that's what they were saying. And so at one point they cut to, uh, you know, screen within a screen and This woman who is uh, the national security correspondent for Fox News, Jennifer Griffin, comes on and she unloads. In a four-minute rant, she completely goes off on this panel for not taking this crisis seriously. I will play the last minute. Here's the clip. They could move in a matter of hours or days. And this is something that needs to be watched closely. This is not some backwater. This is Europe. This is one of the largest military 
actions being threatened to redraw the map of Europe since World War II. It's going to be bloody. We've heard estimates that 50,000 civilians will be killed. One to five million refugees will be sent on the road. The level of destruction and the bloodiness of this uh, invasion, if it moves forward, and again, they are doing what they can to try and get uh, Lavrov and Blinken to meet and to say that if there's an invasion before that meeting on Wednesday, that that then those sanctions and everything else goes into place and we're in a whole different world at that point. But right now, every American should be watching this and knowing that this is deadly serious. This is not some wag the dog situation. To even mention the Durham probe in the same sentence as what we just, what we know and what we can see with our own eyes in terms of the military buildup and knowing what Vladimir Putin is capable of. You can hear in that brief one minute clip that she's incredibly worked up and they cut to commercial right after that. And then they, they sort of changed their tone, but they, they kind of ignored the fact that she'd spoken. It was just, whoo, it just went too far. And that clip also got picked up by Daily Beast, and they did this great article about it. Highly recommend it. It is just savage. I mean, she just did not hold back. And it was such a glorious moment to see an actual reporter just break free of the chains of Fox News and just be like, you people are not taking this seriously. So, I mean, good for her. Kudos. The next section that I love to do every week is called the Dubious Expert of the Week, which is a thing that Fox News loves to do in that they have someone on like Candace Owens or Charlie Kirk or like me, you know, just like <laughs> they had somebody like me on and talk about something they do not have expertise in. So like I have a, you know, master's degree in journalism. So if you want me to come on and talk about journalism, okay, <laughs> no one would do that, but okay. If you want me to talk about cats? Great. I'm a cat person. Um, so they'll have, like, Candace Owens come on and she'll talk about, you know, the science of COVID-19. Candace Owens does not even have a college degree. Now, this week, I'll just play it. I won't give it away. Um, and after it's over, we'll explain. Everyone was wearing a mask outside. Even the teachers and the parking lot people, everyone is wearing a mask. I talked to my son. It was raining the other day. They had to eat outside because they won't let them go into the cafeteria. But here's what I was thinking about as I was driving away from all these idiots wearing their masks outside, which don't work. Aren't you guys teachers? Where's the science? What are you teaching these kids? This could be a teachable moment. We could learn a lot. But instead, they're just scaring them and scarring them. They're literally scaring these kids, which are going to leave scars. That is Adam Carolla, the comedian. And he is, of course, entitled to his opinion. He's a citizen like anyone else. But he is discussing the um, effectiveness of face masks and kind of giving his opinion about, like, I don't know, child development. He's a comedian. Next up, the top stories that were ignored on Fox News. The fact that the Sandy Hook families won a $73 million settlement from the makers of a gun that was used to kill their children, which that is a big deal, not mentioned at all on Fox. And just to make triple check, sure, I take, I take every single show, I turn it into a transcript, then I take all of these transcripts and stick them together. I take the commercials out and everything, and I do a search for words that I think should have come up in case I missed it, like in case I missed a reference somewhere. So I, you know, did a search for Sandy Hook, 
absolutely nothing came up. I, you know, looked for gun settlement, settlement, nothing came up. So this was not discussed at all. The next big topic that was discussed across most of the media last week was the Olympics. Fox, <laughs> there's two mentions of the Olympic Games and it was just like, oh yeah, there were the Olympics going on. They did not talk about them at all. Even though there were some kind of fun, uh, the, the oldest Olympiad, who was like 41 for like a, a weird snowboarding competition where I don't even know how to describe it. But I thought that was a really cool story. And then there's all this drama with figure skating, not mentioned at all on Fox. The next, next big story was the sentencing of Kim Potter. Kim Potter was a police officer who killed Dwayne Wright, a black motorist, during a traffic stop by accidentally, allegedly accidentally pulling her pistol, uh, her firearm, and shooting him when she thought it was her stun gun. And there's a clip, and it's very disturbing to watch. And um, they showed, everybody was showing footage of Dwayne Wright's mother just sobbing, very angry because uh, Kim Porter only got two years. And that was also including time served. So it was very controversial. Um, and again, not mentioned on Fox at all. And the next one was the Sarah Palin libel suit against the New York Times, which I kind of, if you know anything about libel and slander laws, which they actually teach us that in J school, it's a very crazy, um, the United States has, in New York State especially, has incredibly strong laws that protect uh, the press, actually. They don't protect the person who uh, might feel they're being smeared. The, all of the laws regarding libel and slander in New York State are in favor of the press. So basically, you'd have to prove that the New York Times knowingly put out false information and knowingly did this to harm Sarah Palin. And that's an incredibly high bar. It's almost impossible. Um, it's difficult. If, if Sarah Palin was a private citizen, uh, she'd have a better chance. But when you are a public citizen, when you're a public figure or elected official, it is almost impossible to sue for libel or slander. It's, so that case was tossed out. And you'd think they'd sort of mention it because Sarah Palin has worked on Fox and been a regular pundit um, from time to time. I think she had a show on Fox at one point. No, not mentioned at all. Um, and then the last one was, and this is a huge story, um, not mentioned at all because they don't want to talk about it. The ongoing trial of the three other officers involved in the death of George Floyd, who basically did nothing as Derek Chauvin uh, kneeled on George Floyd's neck to the point that he killed him. Um, they're facing their own trial and they're facing charges against violating Floyd's civil rights and depriving him of medical care. And I mean, this was all over the news and Fox completely ignored it, which I think says a lot. Um, and then finally, the last section for the week, I do a thing called by the numbers and I take that giant crazy transcript and I just look up words. Like how many times do they talk about this stuff? Um, because it's very telling. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, so Russia received 214 references. This one's funny. Trump got 204. Biden, the actual president, only had 137. Ukraine, 112. Uh, trucker, 102. Crime, 101. They love crime stories on Fox. Anything about crime, they're all over. Um, Clinton, who again is a retired politician. <laughs> I just laughed at the obsession with Clinton because I'm like, she actually has no power. She has no power whatsoever. She is a retired politician. She might have influence, but she has no actual power. Like she cannot pass a law. She cannot, 
Um, she cannot enact a rule anywhere. She cannot fire anybody. I mean, she's retired. She could talk. She can give a speech. That's about it. So Clinton um, was referenced 94 times in this insanity. They also weirdly brought up socialism eight times as if socialism is an actual thing that's about to take over the United States, which is also absurd. We're an incredibly capitalistic economy. Um, I could do a whole show on the new Red Scare, but I won't waste any more time. That's the end of my first episode of Decoding Fox News. I will be doing this again next week. I'm hoping to have guests on at some point. I might do shows in the middle of the week. I don't know yet. I have a background in researching extremism, um, which is sort of how I got into this. I was asked to do this project and uh, I might have some of my friends who are also experts in extremism and propaganda come on the show. We'll see. So I will see you here next week, Monday, at some point in the evening. I'm not sure when yet. I will announce it to everyone. So please follow me on social media at Decoding Fox News. I have the same name on Twitter, on Instagram, and TikTok. I am Gen X, so social media is kind of a wonky thing for me. It's kind of... You know, I mean, I was born, I grew up during Reagan. I don't really understand social media all that well. But I would love for you to follow me. I'm going to hopefully have some opportunities where I can interact with my followers more. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week with more analysis of Fox News Network. I watch Fox so you don't have to. Thank you so much.